0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me is a voodoo priest, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Ooh, I'm doing good, Cortland. Awesome, man! You got your monkey bone dust on you? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> we can cast some spells up in this bitch.
1: <laughs> Throw powder in everybody's faces. <laughs>
0: Bam! Like emerald. Oh, that'd be great. You could sell it in your own magic shop. <laughs> So, uh, how you doing, Brandon? Did you have a good week this week?
1: I'm doing very well, Cortland, and I will tell you why.
0: Okay, do, please.
1: I have Cheez-Its.
0: You got Cheez-Its?
1: Those are my favorite snack. Okay.
0: (laughs) They don't have those in Australia, I take it?
1: No, they don't. Oh my gosh. They do not have them, and now I have some. Did
0: your dad send them to you? No. My wife got them for me. Oh, my gosh. So, did she give you the white cheddar ones? No, they are <laughs> the hot ones. Uh, you know what's really funny, Brandon? Um, what? I just turned out my head, and there's a gigantic box of cheeses just sitting on my table right now, because I was you eating them yesterday while I was recording. I know. <laughs> you don't even appreciate. <laughs> they're just there. No, yeah, they're always at my house, because my son loves to take them to school for lunch, so... We always have Cheez-Its. He's a lucky boy. I know. These ones are Spider-Man. Spider-Man far from home shaped cheez My Cheez-Its. kids
1: are just living a cheez list life. Because I'm not giving them any of my Cheez-Its.
0: I don't blame Fuck you. Them.
1: They can get their own Cheez-Its. It's $27 a box. They
0: That's insane. $27? These were this gigantic box of family hey, fucking this size This is Cheez-Its. primo
1: shit, man. They baked the cheese right into the square.
0: Do they not have cheese in Australia? What's going on over there? They no, don't have an oven to bake it? They don't know about
1: cheese here.
0: <sighs> well, we got this gigantic primo box of cheeses for probably, I don't know, three or four dollars. My God.
1: <laughs> you don't have to work an entire second job to support your <laughs> cheese habit.
0: No, we don't have to sell any body parts or internal organs to pay for our cheez here in America. <laughs> Jeez. I'm glad you got your Cheez-Its, but now it's my turn, okay? How are you doing this week, Cortland? Wow, I'm so glad that you asked me that, Brandon. I'm doing alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. cool. Oh, You've got Cheez-Its, so... You know, I work second shift, so I get home pretty late. And um, the free games for PlayStation this month are... Overcooked, which I'm excited to play, and then What Remains of Edith Finch. You know, I got home. I was like, "Ah, I don't really feel like editing. I know I finished Super Specs up the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm just going to play a game. So I was like, I'm going to start up Edith Finch, right? Yeah. And I started it up around, I don't know, 1130 or something like that. And I got done at two o'clock in the morning. I beat the game. And it it was a very nice experience. I enjoyed it.
1: You know, I really appreciate those kinds of shorter experiences now.
0: I do too, but the thing, you know, if it wasn't free, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought in it. No. I I wouldn't have purchased it.
1: I demand 200-hour games for my hard-earned money, but I don't want to play 200-hour games.
0: (laughs) You know, for a long time, I, I always associated my enjoyment of the game and my, like, price per hour played to, like, yeah. one hour is $1. I always did that as a kid, you know, and that's why I think I liked RPGs so much. So, if this game had been the $20, I would have gotten, like, $10 an hour out of it.
1: <laughs> Not a great deal.
0: No, but it was just it was just such a fascinating game to play. I loved it. It was great.
1: Well, it's free on PlayStation Plus, so I, I downloaded it after you said that you played it, and oh, good. I'm going to play it
0: yeah definitely do it's got this you know remember when long long longest time ago you made me play gone home Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's that same same sense of like wonder that you get from that game where you're like exploring a house and you get fed the story bit by bit it's it's a lot of fun though i liked it sounds good yeah i think you're gonna enjoy it too all right brandon are you ready to get into this uh episode that we watched
1: Yes, I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Okay,
0: Alright. Well, Brandon and I just got done watching episode 7 of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Captured Souls. Um, I thought this episode was better than the last few, I guess. It was alright. What would you think of it?
1: Uh, Every every episode I'm pretty much going to compare with Hungry Hounds and Mm, say... It's uh better than
0: Hungry Hounds. So every so, episode going forward is just gonna be like a masterpiece.
1: Yeah. Hungry Hounds is like the bottom. And I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, it's better than that
0: shit at least. Yeah, I can understand that. Hungry Hounds was pretty boring. I don't I don't really
1: know what I'd say my favorite one is at this point. I don't know what the high bar is.
0: I guess laughing in the dark would be my high bar at this at this point. I, I guess. guess by
1: default that would be.
0: Yeah. yeah probably huh yeah oh well uh so i thought the episode was pretty good kiki did a good job i like the family um i like the antagonist i guess the setting is um it's fine yeah the acting was all right i mean everything about it was just kind of it was good it was nothing exceptional i don't think but
1: i guess i'm just waiting for the show to actually get into horror like i know it's Probably I mean, a, a lot to show. expect from a children's <laughs> show. Yeah, but a lot of, like, Super Specs was almost a sci-fi story more than it was a horror story.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I feel bad, because I don't think I did the ending justice in that. You know, I, def- I went back and watched it, and you were right. Those were definitely other kids. So, if we can revisit that for just a second. Yeah. My take on it is they're in the parallel universe everything was going the same in both universes up until the point where weeds casts a spell right mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> the girl version of sardo and the other universe she was just on top of the game way more than sardo was you know yeah, Beth was seeing sardo her... was shit yeah well beth was seeing her everywhere she was you know reading the books studying the spells and stuff and that's why she won in the end i don't know i like to think that they eventually get out of the ball and that everything turns out good for everybody but i don't feel no. like sardo i don't feel like sardo would have been okay with just trapping people in a crystal ball for eternity but i don't know that was my take on it anyway let's get back to uh the tale of the captured souls so the episode begins with gary telling eric his birthday which is april 28th which uh eh, happy late birthday eric uh as well as exactly how old he is down to the second
1: He's three years old. We already know he's, that.
0: Yeah. He's, he's not very old. I think he says he's like 5,000 days old, which I'm not going to do the math.
1: No, you're not, Eric. Stop no. lying about your age. He this isn't a nightclub.
0: He's like, <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, they, I mean they it's literally a club
1: at night, but come on.
0: <laughs> so all the while, Eric just looks annoyed. Uh, he's just staring at the fire. Gary asks him what he's been doing with his time on Earth, and Eric says he's been waiting for Kiki, Uh, which means that Gary didn't implement anything about that lateness rule he mentioned, because this is the third week in a row that someone's been late. No, everyone's always late,
1: but if Gary can't even show up on time, then why would he expect (laughs) anyone else to? I know,
0: that's what I thought too, because Gary was late last week, the week before that it was Kristen, this week it's Kiki these people this is their entertainment for the week they no internet barely any video games i mean i guess they could be playing like little mermaid on the nintendo or whatever but this is all they got and they're late to it come on give me a break kids
1: it's because they're always trying to set up dumb gimmicks and stuff just come and tell your story that's what
0: we're all yeah it's not like they have a camera that's like you know recording their moments it's just them Kristen asks, "Where'd she go?" and Eric responds with, "It must be nature calling." And he like smiles at his own joke, and then a camera flashes him right in the eyes. <laughs> and each kid is shown <laughs> turning their heads and Blinds getting blinded him. by a camera's flash,
1: Get blasted yeah, in the face with some light.
0: It's pretty funny because like they all just like turn their head, and then sh- sh- camera flashes right in their eyeballs. Except for David, because nobody wants this picture. No, he's not worth the film. So it's Kiki at the camera, and she laughs, saying "Gotcha," and hands Kristen her picture. Kristen says that it's real gross. Her eyes are all red. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. That was her reaction. She gets her photo, and she's like, "Gross." <laughs> yeah,
0: to her own self. Yes. <laughs> Eric gets his and says that he looks like he's five thousand years old, which is impossible. He's only five. That's not... He's not 5,000. I look
1: 5,000 years old, not five.
0: Only if he was, like, some sort of child vampire who doesn't age. Then I would agree that he looked 5,000. But that's stupid. So then Kiki takes a selfie, and Betty Ann looks at her picture saying, It's like a ghost becoming real. Which, I'm like, Betty Ann, this is like the third or fourth week that you just... Say something completely off the wall, fucking batshit nuts, and everybody just ignores it. What is up with her? Do you think she's, like, high or something? Um,
1: She's just, like, the weird mystic girl.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? That would make sense. There was one
1: episode, she was like, let's hurry. The natives are getting restless.
0: What? What episode was that? I don't
1: remember, but I remember her saying that and thinking, huh, that's weird.
0: That is weird. I don't even remember that. And I remember everything, Brandon.
1: And no one responded to it then either. They're just like, oh, that's Betty and shit. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah, it's like once, at least once an episode, she says something, she says something completely ridiculous and everybody ignores it. (laughs) I mean, she's still probably like my favorite, maybe, but.
1: Oh, she's definitely the best one.
0: She's crazy. (laughs) So let
1: me ask you a question. Okay, what's up? Those old Polaroid cameras. How quickly can you take photos with those? I lo- I don't she know. She takes everyone's photo like, kachish, 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 and then she's just <laughs> handing them out. Yeah, I like, think it they might took be, time to print.
0: Uh, like, well, I don't know how long it takes, but based on like film and TV, I've never actually used one like that. But I thought you had to like take it out and then like flap it in the wind or whatever to like get it to come out. You know what I mean? Like, the picture to show up.
1: Well, if Outcast has taught me anything,
0: outcast you as gotta in, shake that shit. That's like my favorite song. <laughs> so Gary asks Kiki when her birthday is, but Eric's like, shut the fuck up, Gary. Let's just get to this fucking story already. Betty Ann and Frank agree. Kiki takes all of the pictures back, including David's, even though nobody took David's picture and nobody gave him a picture, but he had one.
1: He just took Betty Ann's probably and was like, I have one now too,
0: guys. (laughs) I'm going to take this nutbags picture and claim it as my own. (laughs) Kiki says, sometimes a camera sees more than the naked eye. Some Indian tribes hated to have their pictures taken because they thought the camera captured your soul. And maybe they were right. The kids all look excited and and Kiki throws in the monkey bone powder. (laughs) into the into the fire and then
1: everyone speaks in a chipmunk voice yeah
0: <laughs> everybody can shoot a hoop backwards now
1: <laughs> nah
0: so i have a problem with this because yeah the camera all right she makes it sound like this camera is going to be the end all be all important part of the story and it's really mm-hmm. not the camera
1: that's what i thought it was going to be
0: yeah the <sighs> you know the camera has nothing i mean the camera's in it They take a picture like twice, I guess, but she should have brought like a mirror because that has more importance on the story than a camera. So Kiki's voiceover explains what we're looking at here, which is a nice looking red and white house. It's like white and all the trim work is red. Beautiful. She says the ad in the travel magazine said it's the perfect hotel to spend a relaxing summer vacation on a crystal clear lake. Join us for a visit you'll never forget. And she says, Danielle and her parents thought this sounded too good to be true, but the ad was right. This was going to be a vacation they won't ever forget. So if they didn't think it was... If they thought it was too good to be true, what made them go in the first place? Like, they're just like, know. gotta see that for my own with my own eyes to make a clear judgment call on if this is too good to be true or not.
1: What? It's by a lake? Impossible.
0: <laughs> I'll never forget it. It's a challenge accepted.
1: And really... Not to cut to the end here, but it seems like the parents would forget this trip pretty easily.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. This is like another Phantom Cab to me, though. We'll find out. No no spoilers yet. So Danielle and her parents stroll up in their awesome convertible. Her father father is Lionel Richie. It's not actually Lionel (laughs) Richie, but it's Lionel Richie. You're right. Yeah, he's got the jerry curls and everything. It's incredible. I love him. I wish he was my dad. He's incredible.
1: <laughs> well, if you like playing ball, then he would be a great dad.
0: Uh never played ball with my dad, so... <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> the mother... Um, hmm, she kind of reminds me of the mom from That's So Raven. But I, I also said maybe, like, one of the Braxtons. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she's... Uh she doesn't really have much going on in this episode. nah, she's definitely the use like the least important character, so she's like she's got really short cut hair um and that's about all that she is <laughs> and then they have a daughter named Danielle or Danny, as she likes to be called um she seems like a really nice like early teenage girl, she likes to play baseball. Um, yeah
1: she's a tomboy like kiki
0: she is but she's more uh, interesting than kiki (laughs) oh yeah she has a pink shirt on that's tucked into her slightly baggy jorts um, as well as this like perfect ponytail danny takes one look at the house and says that they should have just gone to the ocean and then lionel richie makes fun of her saying oh what's the matter you're getting too old to have fun with us all of a sudden she says no, and then Lionel Richie gives a fist bump and says, All right, then let's do it. All right. <laughs> she says
1: that the hotel looks boring. What does a non-boring hotel look like?
0: Mm, that's a good point.
1: Is there like a water slide on the front of the hotel?
0: There's just like play like playground in the front that kids can the play The front at. of every know.
1: hotel is windows? Yeah. Yeah. And a door.
0: <laughs> I mean, it looks more to me like, you know, bed and breakfast kind of. Yeah, it really deal.
1: It is just the big house. It's just a house. It's not a hotel. Yeah.
0: Um. Everybody gets out of the car. Danny runs up the stairs and just immediately starts pulling on the door, which is locked. <sighs> she just starts convulsing at <laughs> the door. She does. It's really weird. Her mom <laughs> suggests that she should thumb around for a key and and basically break in. So, Danny does just that. She touches a mirror and it shocks her, I'm assuming, uh, because she recoils in pain. Um, (laughs) And then the door opens up and the whitest kid I have ever seen in my entire (laughs) life walks out. He's got this incredible bowl cut looking hair. Um, His skin is whiter than bleached bones. He's got these old timey suspenders on. He's crazy. <laughs> His name is Peter. He says hello to Danny and introduces himself to her and the parents. What what was your first like thought of this child this this man child thing coming out of that Have
1: door? you seen the movie Tropic Thunder?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Okay. Well, Ben Stiller plays a character who plays a character named Simple Jack.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And my first thought was that he looked exactly like this guy.
0: I could see that. Well, no, I can't because I haven't seen the movie. But if his name is Simple Jack, I can understand that because this kid, he talks so weird and slow and his hair is just ridiculous. I don't know whether I like he him or like hate him. like he
1: just stepped right off the Titanic.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Yes, he does. Like later on in his room, too, he's got like an old sailor cap on a on a coat hook, too, so maybe he did step off the Titanic so Peter shakes hands with each person, uh and Lionel and Mrs. Baxter ask if his parents are the innkeepers here, which he ignores, and then Peter scoops up their belongings and shuffles into the house overall, I'd said he's not very energetic; he's a little bit creepy, uh blindingly white. And that's about all I have to say about him so far. He op- He's
1: just kind of unsettling all the time. The way he talks, yeah. he just talks in a very soft, monotone voice yeah. to everyone. And it's like, dude, just stop doing that.
0: I guess that's the point of the character.
1: Which... You're in the hospitality business.
0: <laughs> Give it a little pep.
1: <laughs> hey, Danny, welcome to the hotel. How you doing, Lionel? Your room's this way.
0: Uh, Pete open, or Peter opens up the door, and in they go into the hotel. Peter shuffles upstairs as the mom tells him his hotel is beautiful. Danny looks in a mirror and sees that her hair is just all over the place, so she just kind of hand combs it down. Um, I'm assuming that it happened when she got shocked by the mirror, like her hair, yeah. static shocked up. I thought her hair was just like that, but yeah. It was hard for me to tell, because it kind of looks like it got windswept or something, and they were in a convertible after all, so who knows? Uh, Her parents laugh at her, though.
1: Yeah, her parents kind of just don't care about anything that happens to
0: her. No, not really. Not at all, actually. They just are... They're on vacation. (laughs) They're checked out. Peter lets them know... You're in luck.
1: We have no other guest this week. You have the place to
0: yourselves. Which is terrible business practice, but I'm not in the hospitality biz. So the kid, the no. Danny and the parents are going to have this place to themselves. Mom and Dad walk into a room with some red walls. Which um, that that red on the walls is like the exact same color that I painted one of the walls in my living room. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm hip to the 1991 groove. All right, just put some mirrors up in there. Oh yeah, I don't have any mirrors up in here yet. I don't have anything on my right. walls, actually. God, I haven't even unpacked most of my house. <laughs> I, I should get on that. Peter brings up the suitcase and says he hopes the room is to their liking. Danny then asks why there's just a bunch of mirrors all over the wall,
1: and he says, "Oh, that's where we keep our bets."
0: Yeah, and one of them's just a crystal ball with three three people in it screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny asks why. There's so many mirrors on the wall, and I counted eight in the in the small section of the wall that they show us, and then even more when the camera pans over to danny um and i it's too many mirrors it is a lot and i I thought that that was a very valid question because it's way too many mirrors uh Peter gives the most bullshit answer I've ever heard that his family's been collecting mirrors for years. nobody fucking collects mirrors that's stupid, no. <laughs>
1: That's like the fucking end of Enter the Dragon
0: in there. It's like a fun house. (laughs) Yeah, nobody fucking collects mirrors. That's like... What else is something nobody would collect? Picture frames. Yeah, that's like somebody saying I collect picture frames with fake families in them. So Dad plops down on the bed where a mirror is on the ceiling, and you can see the wetness of his jerry curls permeating the (laughs) sheets. (laughs) Not really, but i like to imagine that that's (laughs) happening he likes all the mirrors though um as he says he's he's sitting back on the bed looking right up at a mirror at himself and a lot of the family just enjoys looking at themselves in the mirror in this episode kind of weird i never look at myself in the mirror i don't give a shit what i look like
1: no every time i look in a mirror i have the same reaction that Kristen has when she sees her picture (laughs)
0: Oh, gross, my eyes are all red (laughs) Danny reaches out and touches one of the mirrors And it shocks her again And at this point I'm like, hmm I'm sensing a theme here Mirrors are bad Ouch! Sorry about that The wiring is quite old And Danny's like In the mirror? And I'm like, yeah, what the What? There's no wiring in a fucking mirror? (laughs) And then Peter calls her Danielle Which she hates And they head over to her room She's not a fan No, she likes being called Danny They head over to her room Which is nearly as bright and white as Peter is And Danny hates the room Says it's a closet But her mom's like, shut up, you're gonna love it Peter readjusts a mirror As mom's asking about where his parents are at Again This time Peter claims that they're on a cruise So he's the one that's gonna be checking them in Danny walks up to him And says, you're here all alone? And he says, well, not anymore. And just this, like, slightly menacing way. Yeah. Just like an ominous.
1: He's just creepy.
0: Yeah, he's just, like, classic ominous menacing Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like,
1: right away. It's, like, right out of Psycho.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It kind of is. Lionel Richie thinks he's a little strange. And, um, yeah, I think everybody agrees. Thanks, Lionel. Yeah, he says
1: it. Like as he's just off camera. Mm-hmm. So he's two steps away and he's like yeah, that kid's fucking weird. That fucking stupid kid. He's <laughs> fucking stupid. And I hate him. He's a kid.
0: <laughs> he's really a kid. And I hate him. Uh, the next scene shows us uh, Danny. She's playing catch with her dad in the yard. Uh shows this Not crystal clear lake, but it looks nice, I guess. As well as the... It's lake-ish. Yeah, it's it's typical lake. Um, (laughs) There's also a pool that they never go swimming in, which is really disappointing. But, you know, it's really cold up in Canada like nine months out of the year, so I guess it's probably pretty chilly. Uh, There's some nice sweeping camera work here. Uh, The camera pans around Danny, and then it shows Peter, who's just sitting on the steps watching them. uh, Watching Danny and her dad play ball. He likes to watch. He does. He's a creeper. He tells Danielle she has a great arm. And she says thanks, but don't call me Danielle. Which is just happens all the fucking time in this episode, but that's okay. It's not nearly as much as when Mary Beth puts on the glasses and takes off the glasses. So I'll let it slide. Lionel Richie invites Peter to play with them. And absolutely no surprise here. He says he's not much of a sportsman. Huh. Yeah, yeah. right? The slow, lethargic man-child is not a sportsman. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, that, that
1: Lionel Richie essentially forces yes, Peter does. to play.
0: Yeah, he commands He's him like, to pick up a ball He's like, Peter, get
1: your stupid ass over here. <laughs> it's like, I hate you, but we can play some ball.
0: <laughs> Lionel Richie commands him to play, and so he does. He, well, he misses the ball, of course. And he runs yeah, over he to sucks. go find it. Danny tells her dad that she thought this was supposed to be our vacation and that we should just forget this geek. And Lionel Richie's like, nah, it'll be fun to have somebody else to play ball with. And then the camera looks over at Peter and he's just struggling to find the ball. Eventually he does and he gives the worst throw ever back. It's pretty much straight into the ground. <laughs> and the ball just kind of rolls over to Danny and, and Lionel Richie. <laughs> But Danny picks it up and gives her dad a look, and he's like, well, maybe not, as Peter is probably not that far from them. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit if Peter can hear him. (laughs) He doesn't. (laughs) He's
1: Lionel Richie. Who the hell are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's up there dancing on the ceiling, okay? (laughs) He doesn't give no shits about Peter. (laughs) He will talk shit about Peter all night long. You know what, if Lionel Richie talked shit about me, I would be alright with it. I'd be like, No yeah, okay, problem. It's alright. No problem, Lionel Richie. alright, Lionel Richie, that's a little hurtful, but okay. I'll take it. I'll take the publicity. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so then Mama comes rolling up to the gang with a camera in her hand, and she's about to take a picture, but Peter flips the fuck out. He starts uh, screaming she ambushes them. <laughs> she just runs out like Smile everybody! Okay.
1: Smile everybody. <laughs> She's like, beep, like a drive by camera Picture
0: taking. <laughs> <laughs> Peter does not like His picture taken though He ducks down in like a fetal position He covers his face The family think he's having like a panic attack or something And they run to his aid. And he says oh there's nothing wrong And he just kind of hides his face As he walks up to mom And he grabs the camera Saying well, I'll take the picture of everybody So that your family can be in the picture. She says, okay, sure. And he takes a picture, and then some menacing organ music starts playing, and he looks at the picture and just chuckles to himself.
1: Yeah, he's just, like, very obviously being creepy.
0: Yeah, super obvious, especially with that, that scary organ music in the background.
1: That organ music plays all the time. That is Peter's theme.
0: I didn't quite like it as much as the last couple episodes though
1: the organ music or just the music in general
0: the music in general i would say i liked it better in hungry hounds and super specs
1: uh hungry hounds had great music
0: it did yeah i liked it a lot so next up danny is just wandering around the hotel and she hears a noise and opens a door and out pops this baseball and she finds some sort of like hidden set of stairs she calls up to him uh before just walking right up there And she enters, like, an attic bedroom uh, that's got this old-timey feel to it, kind of. There's, like, a, like I said, there's that barbershop quartet hat sitting on a coat rack with a brown, ugly-ass throw rug. And just some old-ass pictures everywhere. Danny picks up one of the pictures, which is right next to a door. And Peter comes out and says, hello, Danielle. And um, it's at this point she reacts. So her body is pointed at the door. She can see it. But she doesn't react to Peter until he's already opened the door and started saying hello. It made no sense. No, you're right. She was pointed at the door, looking at the picture that she picked up. She should have, like, reacted the second the door handle moved, you know? It's just... Finest Are You Afraid of the Dark acting money can buy is what that was. (laughs) Um... Peter says he didn't mean to startle her. That she was. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did for sure. She was just bringing back the ball to which she pays no mind. He asks her how she likes his room, and she's like, "Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you live here all summer by yourself." He just kind of walks over to his bed, saying, "Possibly longer. Ooh, you know, <laughs> yeah, ominous." He's just like
1: trying to be
0: vague and mysterious. Well, given, like, what he is, I feel like he's kind of being a pervert here.
1: Yeah.
0: Pervert is kind of his thing. Yeah, it's, he's a he's a weird one. Danny wants to know where the parents are, and Peter kicks back in his bed, saying, He does what he wants, when he wants. It's a dream come true. Danny thinks that's cool, but wonders what Peter does for fun, and Peter says, What do you want to do? And it's said in a way that is yeah. it's just gross. Yeah, it's creepy, and
1: like you said, considering what he actually is, it's just- It's extra creepy and gross. Even creepier.
0: Oh, it's- yeah. Um,
1: But, I mean, if Danielle- Danielle's imagining what it would be like to not have her parents around, like, just watch any other episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So Danny looks up and grabs a bar on his ceiling and just starts doing some chin-ups for some reason. (laughs) That's what she wants to do. Yeah, that's what she wants to do with fun with no parent, no parental supervision. I can do chin-ups whenever I want. It's weird. And then Peter says he admires a girl with strength, which is just creepy as fuck. Also weird. Yeah. It's... Everything he says. Ugh. Danny grabs a picture and says, is this you? But then looks at the date, which is set in the 1920s. And Peter says, no, it's my grandfather. He just happened to look a lot like me. Oh, okay. So Kiki stole this one straight out of Hungry House. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone just has ancestors who are them. Yes. But with a black and white filter on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So up next on Danny's snooping list is this weird flower experiment shit. One side has some alive potted plants, the other some dead shit, and Peter says it's an experiment his father made years ago and it's a transference of energy fields, which is the it's the stupidest bullshit we've been fed so far. Yeah. And it's just like in the last episode some- they used monkey bone powder dust. This is Some sciency
1: sounding kind of words strung together.
0: Yeah, like what the fuck are you talking uh, about,
1: Kiki? It's the time continuum <laughs> fluctuation capacitor. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. So it kills roses so that the geraniums can live. He says it's natural selection with a little help. So it's not natural selection at all. Dan Danny starts to go turn this knob that's in the middle of this experiment. Out in the open, and Peter's like, "No, don't!" And he gets out of his bed and runs over to stop her.
1: Your wrinkly old hands can't (laughs) touch my stuff.
0: (laughs) He tells her she'll ruin it and slaps her hand like she—he literally slaps her hand. (laughs) Then he's like, "Oh, okay, well, sorry." (sighs) Peter looks at her face, and she's got this pimple now, and she's like, "Uh, "I think you're breaking out." So she touches her face and books it the fuck out of the room as Peter just smiles. What's the deal with the pimples? So, um, I mean, we're getting to the second act of the episode now, so I think that the deal with the pimples is it showing that she's aging too, just like her parents do. Oh,
1: just incredibly slowly.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. This episode has, um, a lot of issues with it that I don't She's, like, about. already a teenage girl. I feel like she's probably, like, 13 right now, and I, maybe they're just, like, now you're 16, and you're starting to get acne. <laughs> it's like, you're
1: 13, and now you're 13 and a half. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing I could think. I don't know why else she would have a... But
1: everyone child. else ages, like, decades. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. The life force sure. of adults is just non-comparable to a teenage girl, I guess. Danny looks in the mirror to see and is grossed out. She touches the mirror. She's shocked again. Peter's still up in his room, he's cutting off the dead rose heads, um, and he looks over his shoulder, and then he pushes a secret button that transforms his room into a secret laboratory. Into a fucking gets... James Bond villain. I know, that's what layer. I got to. And we have to watch it, like, unfold and and <laughs> retract over and over again. Yeah. His bed gets sucked into the wall, a curtain comes down, and some machines roll out of the walls. It's just completely ridiculous. He pushes some, like two buttons and some vials pop out. He turns on some cameras and you can see the family through the mirrors. So I guess there is wiring behind those mirrors after all. Yeah. He he pushes another button and some colors, some color filters go over each family member uh blue for mom red for danny green for lionel i don't know why i mentioned it because who cares it doesn't it doesn't have any impact on the story at all no so why was it even in the episode i don't know because i think that's the only time we really see the filters i don't think it's on it later when he's looking at the cameras he goes over and he pushes another fucking button and an elevator containment room thing just screeches down from the ceiling i don't know why even
1: build all these contraptions to hide all of this stuff when he could just get a lock for his
0: door? That's a really good point. That seems a The guests a lot would have easy. no reason to go up there. No. And you know what? That's his downfall anyway, so he probably shouldn't. Nobody's put going door. into Peter's room. No, it's boring. Unless you push like, the buttons in the right order. It seriously takes him forever, though. He pushes like six different buttons, and it's annoying. So this. This, like, fucking tanning room-looking shit comes down, and he opens another little tiny door, and he rotates a dial that has a plus and minus on it. He rotates it towards the plus until he finally walks over and opens up his tanning room, and then he walks inside. Lionel Richie smacks his belly and looks at it in the mirror, and then he looks at his wristwatch, and his watch is just spinning, like, out of control super fast. And it shows Peter again. His machines are beep, beep, beeping, which means it's working. <laughs> and Peter's giggling in his tanning room. Oh, uh, his, <laughs> his acting is so bad in the scene where he's laughing. It is atrocious. He's
1: like, <laughs> ha 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 <laughs> ha ha <Yes. laughs>
0: Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your best buddy and your photographer of choice. Thank you so much for taking a listen to our seventh episode covering the tale of the Captured Souls. I hope you guys are enjoying it because I had a whole lot of fun doing all the editing and recording for this episode. It was hilarious. I had such a good time with this one. I do have an announcement to make this episode as well. Brandon and I are getting closer and closer to our season finale, season wrap-up episode. Currently, we are a couple episodes ahead and recording. If you have any questions that you want to ask us or any stories you want to have us read in the podcast or anything like that, uh, get them in because we'd like to do perhaps like uh, something for the fans uh, for the season finale. So... Yeah, email us. Uh, that's Private Island presents at gmail.com. You can tweet us at PRVT Island. Uh, you can comment on our Instagram photos. That's at privateislandpresents on Instagram. I'd like to do a shout out to Harry DBZ on Instagram, who has been um, an excellent follower. He's been so much fun. He posts GIFs all the time, and it's just really cool to interact with him. I'd love to be able to do that with more fans because it's so much fun as always, I'd like to thank all hail the badger for the work on our music for the podcast. Uh, I'd like to give a thank you to Brandon for doing all the artwork for our podcast and making the gifts and all that for our promotion. Uh, currently we are at 300 total listens, which is incredible. Thank you so much, everybody for, for listening to our podcast. We hope to grow more in the future. Uh, I'd love to be able to do some giveaways or something like that, make merchandise, all that good stuff. I think that would be incredible. So, If you like the show, be sure to tell somebody about it. Word of Mouth is a really big contributor to podcast growth. You can also show us some love by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast from. Thank you again, everybody. I'll let you go ahead and get back to the Tale of the Captured Souls, and I will hear back from you guys in a week. The next episode will be dropping on Tuesday, June 11th, and that's going to be the Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. So stay tuned for that one because we have a great time with that one as well. I'll let you guys get back to the episode. Bye, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Then it cuts back over to Lionel Richie again, who um, has some gray hairs, and he's like, the fuck? I just touched (laughs) these roots up this morning. And then some tubes with some liquid in them are are draining, which is apparently, like, the life essence of the family member or whatever. And then a blue tube fills, which would, I guess, be, like, Peter's life essence. Basically, he's sucking the life out of these people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's sucking, like, the age out of them. He's sucking their juices. (laughs) Yes. It's gross. (laughs) Their life juices. (laughs) And he's, like, bathing in them in his own personal tanning bed room pretty gross it's you know okay so what i'm getting out of this is it's trying to tell us that the more that the family looks in the mirrors the more their life energy gets sucked out of them right yeah because at first i was like oh you know it's happening when danny touches the mirrors but i think that's just trying to show us that there's cameras in them you know like a little foreshadowing Mm -hmm. so next we cut to the midnight society interlude and kiki's setting down the pictures. Eric asks if Peter was taking a light shower, like a shower of light, I suppose. And David wants to know why he didn't want his picture taken. Kristen says maybe he's afraid of what the family would see. And then Gary says, well, what about the cylinders? There's mirrors in there. And Kiki says, exactly, mirrors, just like in the rest of the house. She could have just been like, just shut up and
1: listen to the story.
0: Well, the only thing I could think is that they wanted to drive home the fact that it's the mirrors, but of course it's the fucking mirrors. Yeah, what else would it be? I don't know. Them playing catch? The
1: creepy, zapping mirrors with cameras in them? Or maybe it's the baseball?
0: Mm -hmm. Or it's the... No, that's all that they've shown in this episode. I'd say it's the camera, but they barely even use it. I don't know what Kiki's making such a big deal about the camera for. In the next scene, Daddy-O, Danny, and Peter are all playing more games outside. This time, it's actual baseball. They got a baseball bat and everything. Dad's up to bat and misses Peter's pitch, who is just suddenly amazing at baseball. Yeah, Peter is fucking awesome at baseball now. He's, he's like, in the little league. He's
1: going to the Canadian
0: Grand Finals. hmm The, um, I don't know. It'd probably still be MLB, wouldn't it? I don't know. Canada probably doesn't even recognize baseball as a national sport anyway. They're like, oh, that's way too American for us. Let's go curling. Danny's next to pitch for Peter. She throws a really incredibly slow ball and Peter just blasts it away from her. Like just home runs that shit. Lionel Richie is just getting really tired and he wants to quit, but but Danny's like, We just started dad doesn't really give a shit about that he's gonna go take a fucking nap and it's his vacation if he wants to nap he can nap
1: yeah seriously fuck off he's tired
0: yeah he had to raise a, a fucking all-star pro baseball player if he wants to go take a goddamn nap he could go take a nap
1: he spent all morning staring at his watch if he wants and to sleep he also smacked he's his belly. some
0: sleep yeah he, he was doing um sit-ups though when peter was watching him Danny runs up to get the ball, which landed past some trees, but Peter's like, No! And then he shakes Danny. He's like, I'll go get it. And then he runs into the trees, and Danny's just like, eh, whatever. Nothing weird about that. She just walks away. Mama's sitting napping while reading a book when uh, the daughter asks if they can go swimming. And uh, Mom lethargically tells her to go ask her father. But Danny says he's also napping. And then Mom tells her to just lay off him. It's his vacation. And I'm like, you go, girl. (laughs) Lionel Richie can take a nap if he wants to. (laughs) Lionel Richie wants to take a nap. He can do it. He's earned it. Mom gets a good look at Danny's face, which has broken out even more. And Danny runs away to go take a peek as Mama gets comfy for her afternoon nap. Danny runs into the bathroom and looks in the mirror, which Peter is somehow already back up in his room on his computer watching her. Uh which is really fucking creepy that he has um a camera in the bathroom mirror to like yeah, watch people. He's
1: watching like a preteen girl in the bathroom and you know, she's not taking a shower or anything, but he's got the camera there. He could be watching her shower. Yeah,
0: she probably showered the day before or something, you know. That's weird. He's just watching her yeah. now it's very not okay and at this point there's no surprise here this guy is not a young boy he's secretly an old like 90 year old man because he keeps sucking the life out of people so that's why we said it was really creepy earlier that he's got like the hots for danielle because he's 90 years old or so and danielle's only like 13 it's ridiculous it's gross (sighs) super gross so, at this point, she's looking at the bathroom mirror. Peter's looking at her through the, through the, um, what do I want to call it? Is it a camera? Yeah, I guess it is a camera, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, she's he's looking at her through the camera, um, and she's looking all over her face, and then, and then she looks down her shirt at her boobs, I'm assuming, which, uh, is probably trying to tell us that she's aging like her parents. But slow. Yeah. Again. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't get taller or anything, but... Her face breaks out, and her boobs get bigger, maybe, according to her. I don't know. So Danny touches the mirror and gets shocked again, and she gets pissed. She opens up the medicine cabinet and just slams the door shut. She breaks the mirror in anger, and and then that's when it shows that there's a camera lens behind the mirror, and Danny is understandably incredibly pissed about this, because fucking Peter's spying on her in the bathroom. Yeah. He calls up her dad over, because he should be pretty upset about his baby girl getting spied on like that but he's like oh it's just the old wiring and danny's like in the fucking mirror again but he doesn't seem to care anymore he's asking her what the fuck happened in here she she needs to get this shit cleaned up
1: yeah he's like blaming her he's like she's like dad some old man is watching me (laughs) shower and he's like oh
0: bitch clean this glass up danny grabs a cup of water and just throws it all over the camera which sparks him it explodes up, and it's smoking and gross, and then it cuts to Peter, who's in his tanning bed room, and his door opens with smoke billowing out, and he's coughing and waving the smoke More away. More smoke. His hair's all crazy. This show is obsessed with smoke. They had to get their money's worth on the fog machines. <laughs> <laughs> Those things ain't cheap, or at least they were not back in 1990. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Halloween City, I think, like, a good one was, like, 80 bucks, so... I don't know if that would be more expensive back then or less. I couldn't tell you. A Psychogenesis game was like $60, so I'm assuming it would have been like $80 in that money, which would be like $150 our now money. I don't know. Times that by Australia, it gets crazy. (laughs) The scene shifts to the other side of the trees, back where Peter told Danny not to go. So this is where uh, Peter blasted that baseball through the trees that's where danny's at right now she's exploring yeah she hears some like snapped tree branch or something and she thinks it's peter of
1: course there's only like two characters in this whole episode
0: (laughs) you know thinking back though that tree branch snapping shit what was the point of that i don't know because it it turns out to be nobody she goes there and then she just kind of leaves so i don't know i don't know what they were doing there anyway just a little jump scare, I guess. I get, like, the most mini jump scare ever, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. So she stumbles upon this the- show, This
1: episode doesn't have any other scares. It's gotta take them when it could get in.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You're right. This isn't a scary episode at all. So Danny stumbles upon a mini cemetery with a bunch of gravestones. The first is for Peter himself. Well, I, we assume- it just says Peter and whatever his last name was.
1: He said he's like the third or something. He
0: did say that. And I think that the tombstone does say Peter blah, 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 the third. Uh, it says born 1907, no death date. And the next she sees a set of grave markers. Um, One looks like a little boy, the other like a girl. And there's a bunch of check marks on each one of them. The kid shaped one has 34 check marks. The girl's has 15. And Danny's just like, I wonder what that is. And that's all she does for house because she goes back into the house again. She's got her gloves on, and she's taking down the mirrors in the house. Her mom walks in wondering what she's doing, and she's all old now. Um, as she looks in the mirror, Danny's like, no, we gotta leave. Don't look in the mirrors. And then her dad walks in, and he's all old and sloppy, and the parents get super tired, and they gotta lay down for a nap.
1: Both the parents are dressed in like drab old people clothes. Yeah. No colors when they when they came in wearing hip stylish clothes. Yes. So did they pack those old people clothes? I
0: like to think that they did, yes. They just like went
1: town. Just ready for any occasion. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> here's if we turn into old
0: people, honey. Make sure you pack my old man shirt. I'm gonna need that. <laughs> uh danny walks upstairs to peter's room peter's not up there so danny looks at his pictures again and she says he's very weird which yeah we know then she sees his secret button she presses it revealing his laboratory again so we gotta watch all that shit come out of the walls again and it's boring (laughs) and the organ music plays yep
1: and it plays every time anyone hits that button so is it just part of the button i hope so you hit the button and it just blasts out of some speaker somewhere
0: yeah well peter's got to get in the mood while he's sucking a life out of people mostly children so she looks all around at that shit um that's all unleashed and she touches a few more buttons here and there until she sees the cameras
1: she doesn't seem very concerned no like she's not like oh what is this like, shit what the she's fuck? just like
0: huh. she's like oh yeah
1: wow okay so there's some buttons she's just stuff. like boop
0: beep buttons you know gotta push a couple here and there so she looks in the cameras and she can see an old man who um is with her parents and danny wonders who it is but then she just goes back and pushes like the secret button again and she puts the room back to normal for some reason yeah i i don't know why maybe so we can see the room get unleashed again maybe i don't know she runs downstairs to see who the old man was Mom and dad are sipping some tea, saying how the air makes him tired or whatever. Just another excuse to take a fucking nap. And then Peter turns over in the chair and shows that he was the old man. And Danny runs away as Peter offers her some tea. And he's smiling. And it's super, super scary. That's the scary part of the whole show. He's an old man the whole time. He's just creepy. Danny runs outside and she grabs a bag on her way to the graveyard she found earlier. Um, she looks at those grave sticks again and she counts 21 men 15 women 34 kids and then there's even one for a dog 10 fucking dogs they suck the life no cats, out of them how did he get the dogs to sit there and stare at the mirror that's crazy
1: i don't know dogs don't stare at mirrors why would
0: you suck the life out of a dog you'd only get like five minutes <laughs> 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 such a waste of a dog <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that was the funniest part to me is that he's sucking the life out of dogs <laughs> why? why would you do that?
1: Uh, suck the life out of june bugs mayflies <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so <laughs> boy <I> okay <forget> <laughs> Peter pops up. (laughs) Why? Why dogs? Oh. (laughs) Peter pops up and says, so you found our little plot. And I was like, the funeral plot or the plot of this, this episode? I hope somebody finds the plot here. <laughs> <laughs> Danny asks him who he is and what he's doing to us. And Peter says she was right that it was all done with the mirrors. And she was a clever girl to avoid them. But it's cool because after tonight she'll be all alone just like Peter. He offers her friendship that she can stay with him in the house. You know basically suck the life out of everybody else and become immortal with him. We can be young. Forever. You're crazy! No. I'm very, very smart. And Peter tells her that after tonight, her parents are checking out. A.K.A. he's sucking the rest of the life out of them. We've entered the final phase. It won't be long now.
1: So it's just a 99 year old man who just wants to live
0: with a 12 year old girl for all eternity. Yep. Nothing creepy about that. No. And he says if she doesn't uh, accept this offer. He'll just use her too. Which, no. She knows what you're fucking doing. She's just not going to yeah. go in the damn house Just, again.
1: uh, don't look in the mirrors. Yeah. It's not very
0: hard to not look in mirrors. So dumb. Danny grabs the camera from the bag that she took. I don't know why she took the bag or the camera. Maybe, I don't know. Evidence of the funeral, or of the cemetery. But anyway, she snaps a picture of Peter stunning him. And then she just books it the fuck away from him. He screams after her that it's too late. There's no time left. Danny runs into her parents' room anyway. Tells them uh, what she discovered, but they don't want anything to do with her. Yeah,
1: her parents are practically mummies at this point. Yeah, they're,
0: they're tired. <laughs> they want a glass of water and they want a nap. It's all the <laughs> who I don't know old they people want record- a nap and they want to watch CBS. Yeah, they're long gone. I'm pretty sure the more you age, the less sleep you need, and I don't know. Unless these are trying to portray like hundred and twenty-year-old people who just don't have the energy at all to do anything but nap. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um Danny grabs like a towel or something and starts taking more mirrors off the walls until it shifts over to Peter who's in his tanning booth again. Uh Danny starts flipping some switches in his room and Peter yells at her. Yeah, what's the deal with this?
1: Like, can he just walk out of there?
0: Out of the um, tanning bed?
1: Yeah, like, I assume he didn't put a lock on the tanning bed. So, just
0: go out. He does. He does get out of there. No, no, not at eventually. No, he doesn't. Um, So, at this point, he's just kind of in there trying to suck up the last juices of the family. And then she's in. she just runs up into his room and starts flipping switches and shit, trying to, like, distract him or whatever. She holds up the mirror to his face, and he's telling him to look at himself, which he doesn't want to do because he's going to see him as an old man. He doesn't want to see himself that way, I guess. So Danny uh, figures out the plot that Peter's been stealing people's souls to gain youth and then says, well, what are you, 80, 90 years old? And it's like, well, no, Danny, you've seen that he was born in 1907. You can just, you can figure it out pretty easy. She ain't got time for math mm, I suppose not because it's at the At the exciting bits of the episode She backs him into his tanning booth And locks him inside Then she yells at him for trying to take her parents away from her She opens up the little door switch That has the The dials with the plus and minus on it How'd she lock him inside? I don't know it's, it shows her like Turning the handle to lock it though Why would he build
1: a lock On his secret tanning booth in his secret room i
0: don't know that's a good question like he'll put a lock on that but he won't put a lock on his door for like to get up there
1: he's not very very smart like he thinks he is
0: no uh maybe he just likes the thrill of oh man i could be discovered at any moment you know if they just push that button they're gonna fucking find out yeah, i'm a, a
1: lot of creepy perverts are
0: like that that's true it's like a very common you know psychopath trait and this guy is He he clearly fits the bill. I mean, he's killing kills a ton of kids, fucking just dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Will somebody please think of the dogs?
0: (laughs) He's killed thirty four kids, twenty one men, fifteen women, and ten dogs, and nobody has shut this shit down. Like people go here, they spend their credit card. There's like a paper trail to this hotel where, and they never come home, and nobody ever questions it. There's a graveyard. Of these people, like, <laughs> ten feet from the fucking hotel, and nobody ever shut this shit down.
1: No. You either die at the hotel, or you die in Vink's Cottage.
0: <laughs> and nobody- Canada's ever.
1: just a very dangerous place. And I- Too many unsolved murders, not enough police officers.
0: Yeah, there's 14,000 in the Saskatchewan Forest. And there's another... I don't even want to do the math here because there's, you know, odd numbers and stuff. But Fifteen dogs, yes. Yeah, Ten dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I don't know where Danny found the plus and minus button. Like, she just... Op- she flipped open the um, little thing and she found it right away. Like, she knew it was there the whole time. Even though when she was rummaging around before, she didn't find it. But whatever. She flips it from the plus to the minus...
1: Mess with the wrong girl,
0: Petey Boy. Stuff starts sparking, the vials of liquid with her parents' goo in there goes up as Peter's goes down, and she runs out just as Peter steps out of the tanning booth with his hair all white. Danny runs back to her parents who are back to normal and tells them we gotta get out of here. She explains that she stopped Peter, but the parents are all like, huh? And she's just like, Never mind, let's just let's go. Let's pack up, we gotta get out of here. So they pack up their convertible and uh, they're outside now. And Peter is in the house. He's behind like um, a curtain or whatever and he's calling to Danny. He's this old man now and he talks to her through the window. He tells her goodbye and that uh, this part's really fucking weird. He tells her goodbye and he says that he's going out back now to join his family. So I take it he's just going to kill himself? (laughs) Like
1: yeah I guess he just fall asleep underground.
0: He's going back out to the back and he's gonna he's gonna kill himself in that little cemetery. That's what I got out well, of it. He's old. he'll probably
1: just die on the way out there
0: i suppose yeah he's only like ninety though people live to be older than ninety nowadays. <laughs> he needs more dogs <laughs> He's using up the last bit of dog juices to get himself to the cemetery before he just keels over. <laughs> yeah um peter tells danny to enjoy her youth while she can which and then the dad asks who that was danny's like oh it was no one and then mom mama finds a picture of old man peter and danny's like yeah that looks like some sloppy old man whatever and then (laughs) they get in their convertible and they drive away kiki's voiceover lets us know that danny never told her parents about the true story of peter that they were safe and peter wasn't going to hurt anyone again and that's all that matters. Except for the families that never got any fucking closure. That's thirty-four children that this old man killed. Um, and whose parents just doesn't add up, you know. They kill he killed more kids than men and women. And their parents just their parents are just like, Well, another another child lost in this area, whatever. Well, it could have been parents with you know five or six kids each oh i didn't think of that yeah for some reason i had it in my mind that it was like one kid for two parents <laughs> <laughs> so never mind okay that makes a little more sense <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, so back at the midnight society kiki says sometimes pictures do tell the truth whether you like it or not then she sets the camera down on the throne The kids all gather together and they take a group picture. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Yes. Another happy ending.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything turned out this time. Uh, Old man goes and commits suicide in a forest. No biggie. Um, Fucking ten dogs are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? I don't get it. Why dogs? I've never seen a (laughs) dog- Like, how did he get the dogs to stare in front of the mirror though and suck the life dogs out of them? Dogs
1: don't look in mirrors. Dogs couldn't give any less of a shit about mirrors.
0: Don't you think that the families that brought the dogs would be like, after a day, their dog just like gets old and dies, but they're not old and dead yet. So wouldn't they be like, "Holy shit, we got to go back home. I got to b- bury my fucking dog." I don't know. Everybody and just wouldn't they ages get the hell out of there at different speeds. I don't know. Like it's like once you're 30 or something it's just like the rest of your life is meaningless so you get sucked dry in in a half a day. But if you're a teenager, you know, and you don't look at mirrors, even though she looks at mirrors, it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. Overall, I thought it was an all right episode, but man, these plot <laughs> the plot holes in these episodes are just kind of glaring.
1: Yeah, the Midnight
0: Society needs to get their
1: shit together.
0: Yeah, I expect solid stories, at least by season two.
1: Take an extra week off from telling your story. Get your shit together, kids. Look for logical inconsistencies.
0: Yeah, these make no fucking sense.
1: You think Kristen's gonna sit there and listen to your shit that doesn't make sense?
0: No. She's got better- She's clearly the popular girl at her school, so- she can get a new set of friends. She can make her own midnight society and become the Gary. Whoa. I know she'll be like, "Got this spooky. She can retell the tale of the hungry hounds to the new new groups of her own midnight society, and they can be just as entertained as as we were. We were two weeks ago, so not at all. exactly. What do you think of the episode overall now that we're we're done talking about it? It was okay. That's how I feel too. It was just kind of like middle of the road. Better than Hungry Hounds and Phantom Cab, but not quite as good as Laughing in the Dark and Lonely Ghost, I'd say. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of like Twisted Claw in the fact. I don't know. I got more entertainment out of Twisted Claw, but that's just because Well, Bostick I forgot was t- there. Twisted
1: Claw existed until you just said You
0: forgot it. about Bostic? He won the 600. <laughs> kind of, well, after everything went right. <laughs>
1: he he didn't but yeah he, okay.
0: he, we didn't watch him win it but he did win it if, at the end that's how i feel about the episode just middle of the ground it was all right
1: i didn't like peter
0: nah i don't know if it was the actor or what he had to do i don't know i didn't look and see if i he think was it ended. was his hair it was his hair yeah uh, i just couldn't stand his hair it was so stupid was that a style of hair back in like the 20s I hope not. I mean, I guess it might have been, because you said he looked like he came out of the Titanic, and I agreed with you, so it must have been just the styling of of hair, and he just decided yes, not to change it. that was the
1: style of the time.
0: He was like, I'm from the 20s, and I'm gonna hide it, but also show it proudly. I'm not gonna conform to any other style of hair, or suspenders, or nothing. And that's what Peter did. The Tale of the Captured Souls, um, I don't think that name was very fitting for this episode at all. And I didn't think that Kiki with her camera was very fitting either. She should have had a mirror. What do you think are yeah. some uh, some good alternate titles we could give this episode?
1: Um The Tale of the Sex Criminal.
0: Oh my gosh, right? The tale of the creepy bowl cut. <laughs> the tale of the dead dogs. <laughs> no. The tale of the siphoned life. <laughs> That actually works pretty well. Yeah, I thought so too. It, it probably, like, the something about, like, Life Force or something, it should have been what it was called instead of Captured Souls.
1: Did you notice during the episode that white flashes went off? As in, like... Just randomly in the scenes?
0: No, I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah. Like, kind of
0: like... Odd. Like, camera flashes or something?
1: Yeah, like, the screen would just go white for a split second. Like a camera flash, but there was no camera. Uh,
0: No, I didn't notice.
1: It happened during the whole episode.
0: Um, I'll go back and look at it, just like how I did with... um, How I didn't believe you that it was a different Mary Beth and Weeds. <laughs> but I didn't notice it off-right. Which, I mean, if they did, that'd be kind of cool, because then it would, could go back to the camera. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll look at it. Alright, so the next episode up on the list here is called... The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. Who do you think tells this story, and what do you think it's going to be about, Brandon?
1: Well, there's only one kid who hasn't told the story yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's Eric. You're right, yes. So, I think it's an Eric story. Okay. Finally.
0: All right. I don't remember who tells the story, so... I'm interested to see who it is and if you get it right. I mean, logically, you should be getting this right, right? I mean, it only makes sense, but... I mean, I would prefer it to be a Betty Ann story, but whatever. We'll give Eric a shot. I'm sure we'll get at least another Betty Ann story. We still have a couple episodes left this season. So, uh, The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors, what do you think it's gonna be about, Brandon? What could it possibly be about?
1: I think it's about a young boy. Yeah. And there's a new family that moves in next door. Okay. The boy hears noises at night and he doesn't know what they are Mm -hmm. so one night he goes over to investigate okay and he sees that the family is all a bunch of frankensteins and werewolves and shit
0: okay all right i like it we'll see how close it works (laughs) yeah uh we'll see i mean you're probably pretty close (laughs) i imagine i've been
1: right Every single time.
0: Yeah, especially with the tale of the Hungry Hounds, where you said it was a board game. Where it was just Hungry Hungry Hippos, but it was Hungry Hungry Hounds. <laughs> that would have been so much more entertaining, though. It would have been. I I would sit and watch the Hungry Hungry Hounds competition or something. I'd be alright with that. Alright, well, I've been uh, I've been up all night, and I'm tired. I think I'm going to get some sleep.
1: <sighs>
0: that sounds good. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you next week, then. I'm going to bed. Good night, Brandon. All right. Good night. See Bye. Guys, Bye.